I'm Josh Barrow. And I'm Lynette Lopez. This is Hard Pass, the podcast that liked your earlier work better. So let's talk about Valiant. This is a stock that I know, Lynette, you've been screaming about how awful it is for two years. And finally this week, you've been vindicated. Two years. You must be pretty happy. Oh, baby. So explain what what this is. I started my vindication tour in October of last year. uh, And it was pretty sweet then, but nothing was compared to Tuesday, March 15th, when the stock cratered 51% in the market. Let's go back. Valiant Pharmaceuticals used to be a $60 billion um, pharmaceutical company, Canadian. Now its market cap is probably about $20 billion. Um, And what does Valiant do? Valiant, what it does, the business model used to be, it would buy other pharmaceutical companies, jack up the prices of those drugs, and just grow and grow and grow and grow. Um, And it would just kind of ride those drugs until there were generics introduced to the market and then buy more. So it was like a great locust feeding off the sickness of the world. So it was basically Martin Shkreli, but not as egregious, wouldn't raise the prices as much and didn't have the horrible personality, wasn't buying the secret Wu-Tang Clan record. But more or less no. the same business yeah. model. Find a drug, realize you can raise the price of the drug a lot, and collect profits that way. Right. It was around this summer that Congress started looking into it because they increased the price of two heart medicines by around 500%. And then in October, this short seller from Los Angeles named Andrew Left from Citron Research started digging into the legal filings and realized that there was some weird court case going on that he thought meant that they were making up phantom sales, which is what Enron was doing. So he was like, this is a pharmaceutical Enron. It turned out to be different, but equally weird. They had this secret distribution center called Philidor that was located in Pennsylvania that they were pushing drugs through. And allegedly, the Philidor people were tricking insurance companies into paying for these drugs that the patients wouldn't pay for without the patient's knowledge. So Valiant, is there were basically two simultaneous problems facing this company, right? One is that their business model faced public policy risk, which is that their approach was to raise the price of drugs. Pharmaceuticals are a heavily regulated industry. The government is an enormous buyer of drugs through Medicare and Medicaid. So the government could change the rules that would make it difficult or impossible to do that. And they could also subject Valiant to all sorts of negative press about the fact that they were making money by making little old ladies pay more for their drugs. Which they did. I mean, even Hillary Clinton has jumped on the bandwagon and started criticizing Valiant. She has a whole commercial out about it. So what happened in October is these two issues merged and people started selling the stock. Now, the thing with Valiant was it is a huge hedge fund darling. I mean, all the top guys on Wall Street were parked into this stock, partly because Bill Ackman, our favorite activist investor, a year before had helped Valiant try to acquire Allergan Pharmaceuticals, which owns Botox and Latisse. So thank you, girl. Another company bought Allergan, so Valiant wouldn't. When the White Knight bought Allergan, Bill made crazy money anyway. It wasn't until after that went down that he started buying Valiant stock. And then he and the CEO, this guy Mark Pearson, linked arms and skipped into disaster. In October, stock started plunging. Everybody on Wall Street was like, what the hell is going on? I was amazed you showed me this spreadsheet the other day that investment funds, things like hedge funds, own about half of Valiant. Yeah. That seems crazy high to me because like when you say it was a $60 billion company, that's a really big company. Like Apple, for reference, is a $600 billion company. So it was one-tenth the size of Apple. 
it's really unusual for a large publicly traded company like that to be that heavily concentrated in the hedge fund and activist investor space, right? Mm-hmm. We there are a few uh, there are a few companies that have been hedge fund parking lots, and I think that the phenomena is due to um, the chase for yield. You know, asset classes around the world haven't been yielding the returns that people wanted since, like, you know. 2011 and some since the financial crisis. So what's been going on is that people are doing a lot of shady stuff. Valiant was like that too. It was the financial genius of Michael Pearson. It was his low spending on R&D. It was Bill Ackman's involvement. It was the tricky way that they consistently, you know, took on those acquisitions that made it really, really attractive to people on Wall Street. And I mean, the stock was at 200 something this summer. Now it's at 35, I think. But it's funny, the list of of advantages of Valiant that you just named there. None of them sound like they had to do with core competency in development and marketing of drugs. Well, you have to understand that um, Pearson is not a drug guy. He's a drug guy, but he's a McKinsey drug guy. So his specialty is in figuring out how to optimize the business, not necessarily how to do the business. So so what's going to happen to this stock? It's cratered. It's fallen by more than half. Where does that leave them? Is this company going to go out of business? Well, there are a couple things that are going on. They have to file their annual report by the end of April or else their bondholders can call in their money ASAP. All right. This was a weird thing, right? They were just like, we're late on the annual report. Is that done? No. I've never heard of a company being like, oh, we're not we're not ready. Like they're a middle school student who didn't do their homework. Girl, just wait downstairs. I'll be right down. <laughs> um, this is weird. Um it definitely doesn't bode well for the company. We know that the pr- Valiant private jet was flying around a lot, possibly trying to get the numbers ready for their 10K to get out as soon as possible. That will probably calm shareholders. So I don't know. Um, maybe the 10K is not enough. W- what might be enough, though, is that this is a company holding on to thir- over $30 billion in debt. Pay down that debt. Raise some money to pay down that debt to do that. You're going to have to sell off some assets. If Valiant's competitive advantages were that it was good at sort of things that verge on accounting tricks that made them look more profitable and that it was good at this strategy of drastically raising the prices of drugs that the government is going to clamp down on, then they're left with no competitive advantages. And it sounds like they ought to just sell the valuable things they own like Bausch and Lomb and cease, cease to be a company. If you are no longer particularly good at anything, there is no reason for you to be a holding company anymore. And that is why... And they call it a platform company, not a holding company. That's what they would call it. Um, Or at least that's what Bill would call it. Uh, I think that's what Wall Street wants to see. Pearson gave a call yesterday, which is why everybody started selling, because they just weren't convinced. They kept asking over and over again, what are you going to sell? What are you going to sell? What are you going to sell? So until that happens, the stock is going to get punished, and we might see this company vanish off the face of the earth. Hard Pass is produced by Ben Riskin. Our cover art is by John Fulton, and the music you are hearing is by Aaron Leader. We are distributed by ACAST.